Hey kids, hey St. Paul kids. Here are some kids. Today, we're gonna hear Jesus tell a story about a farmer and him uh, growing love. That's what God is talking about, growing love. And whose garden is this? Our garden. Yeah? Um, did you guys plant these tomatoes? Uh -huh. Yep. By seeds. With seeds. Awesome. We're gonna hear about a farmer who starts with seeds, seeds of love. So tell me, what did you guys do to help this plant grow? Did we have any problems that we had to overcome? Yes. So when we started it by seed, it wasn't growing enough. Uh-huh. So we had to get a new tomato plant and we had to make it not start by seed. Okay. It was growing a little bit before we planted it. Okay. Okay, anything else? Do we have any critters that are munching on our tomato plants? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so, well, yeah, what do we do about those? Um. Amos, I saw you with a stick trying to get rid of them, weren't you? Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, how about the soil? Did we have any rocks in our soil? No. Nope. Did we have any weeds growing? Yes. What do we do with the weeds? We pulled them out. We pulled them out. Yep. Now, what I want you guys to, to know and notice is that just like we were taking care of this garden so it could grow, God takes care of us so that love will grow in our lives, so that we can receive more love and feel more love and give more love to other people. And just like we didn't give up on our garden when there were um, you know, weeds and bugs and things that got in the way. Um, God's not going to give up on us when things get in the way. Anyone want to see a big ginormous tomato? <laughs> it's still doing. There's three, there's like four giant tomatoes. This one is the most big. This one's the biggest. Yeah. And this one's the fattest. Just... <laughs> Just think, Amos, God is growing love that big in our lives too. Amen? Amen. 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 Hey, can you guys share some peace with everybody? Peace? Okay. Lord. We'll do it together. Put your arms out like this. The peace, peace of Lord. Christ be with peace you always. And Amen. The Gospel according to Matthew. Now that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. Since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some one hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Anyone with ears, listen. 
Now later, alone with his disciples, Jesus said, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word, immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no root, but endures just for a little while when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold and another sixty and another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. I love this passage. Um, I, Jesus is talking here about love. Um, he, he's offering his disciples a, a kind of a troubleshooting guide for uh, what to do when people do not receive love, all right? Um, I mean, for a while now, since like chapter 11, the theme of Matthew, the content of, of this section of Matthew is about um, how Jesus responds and in interprets the resistance, the conflict, the quote-unquote failure that he and the disciples met in their ministry so far. And, you know, pretty Obviously, this, this parable is about that. What, what, what's going on here? Um, why is this so hard? You know, I, uh, I really believe that um, the evolution that's being invited of, of us, Jesus is inviting us to um, experience more positive energy, more love more more joy more goodness uh, and um, trusting that we can bear the negative um, you know each of us has a resistance to the love that we desire we also have a resistance to the uh, the independence and the um, you know the space that we need so What's kind of amazing here is that what this parable shows us that how do we identify the, the resistance in ourselves to love? Well, love itself brings those things to the surface. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm going so far beyond what Jesus intended when I say that the seed is love. Um, there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is good and the soil is good. Uh, the soil will produce when 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 the seed is really received it will produce naturally uh, and yet these barriers are real and here's the way around them you know Jesus is not blaming the people Christians were pretty good at blaming people for not getting it or whatever we think they should be doing um, when we think they should get it um, Jesus doesn't blame the people Jesus doesn't blame the love. 
Jesus helps us identify, see the problems. Love itself, when love comes, the problems, the resistance comes to the surface. So Jesus is inviting us, okay, so get ready for it. Here's how you can handle that so that you keep loving. You know, I think a lot of us are tempted to love until it's easy, or as long as it's easy, and as soon as it gets hard, well, all right, we tried love, now let's try something else. Jesus is kind of explicitly uh, pushing that away, um, saying that's a problem, that's a resistance to love in itself. Okay, so <clears throat> love is the seed. Love is also the fruit, the grain, the produce. It's about receiving love and giving love. So if you want to become a person who gives more love, the, the path is to become a person who receives more love. That's what I'm talking about again. Back to Jesus is inviting us to, to remove the barriers so that we can just receive um, you know, be the soil that receives the seed, is open to more love and positivity. That's what the invitation is, I think. Okay, so let's talk about that. Here are some of the things that I've learned get in the way. I have, you know, I'm kind of taking um, a, a lot of this from a book called Conscious Loving, um, and so this conversation is going to be a lot about, you know, love between two people in a relationship. It could be a, a marriage. Uh, it could be some other form of close relationship. But I think uh, that will help us translate that for the other kinds of relationships we have with our, uh, with our coworkers, with our neighbors, with, you know, I think it, it scales you know, it's true of individuals, it's true of communities and beyond. Um, but because Jesus is getting into the nitty gritty, right? He's literally uh, talking about uh, getting our hands dirty, um, getting beneath the surface. Let's just try to do that here. <clears throat> so one of the things that I've learned that has helped me receive more love. Well, let's first talk about this. This is maybe, this is a, all of us learned in our families. I mean, who, who even knows where we learned it? But the point is, we've all learned that there's um, uh, to receive only a certain amount of love, of positivity. And if there's too much love, too much positive energy, we do something to interrupt it. Um, we uh, create an argument or we mess up in some way or we break a promise or break an agreement um, or we, uh, you know, just we, we interrupt it. You know, that's that's kind of how we try to keep that the equilibrium of to stay in that zone of not too much love, not too much positive energy. And so there's a natural cycle it, for anyone who wants to learn to receive more love, which, like this parable suggests, is really the only path towards um, giving more love. You know, the, the, most, the people who give the most are the people who have received the most. 
And so there's a kind of a growing of a muscle that we need to do to, to make it possible to receive more love. And so that's just a natural cycle of love and positivity and then rest. Love and positivity a little bit more and then rest. And then even a little bit more love and positivity and then rest. Okay? I mean, just like um, just like Jesus is using natural metaphors, so we can we can look at the natural world around us and see this at work. Uh, there's night and day, a time for growth and a time for rest. Um, our breath, you know, our bodies, um, and so many other bodies in creation. There's a breathe in and a breathe out. Becoming people who receive more love and therefore can give more love is about honoring our limits, recognizing that we we have to stretch and grow, and that's a lifelong thing. We can always be doing that, but not driving ourselves, but letting that be a, a, a fun and enjoyable experience where we allow ourselves to rest and just to integrate the positive energy, just to to hold and manage the kind of negative, you know, stuff that comes up, or manage to uh, notice the resistance that rises up within us. It's that natural balance of, of receiving and then resting, and then receiving a little more and resting again. Hopefully that makes some sense and resonates with your experience. <clears throat> um, and so how do we, we also then, get to learn when, where is that tipping point? Where is that point when we've received enough and need to take a break? That is really all about learning to feel our feelings, learn to feel what's happening in our bodies. Uh, you know, Jesus talks about the, the heart, uh, the evil one comes and snatches it away. Um, our hearts, let that be a metaphor for our whole physical being. Uh, bodies matter. Your body matters. I mean, Jesus, uh, God became a human being. God put on a body, um, became a body. You don't have a body. You are a body. And God is a body, too, in Jesus Christ. And so, I mean, that means, that, that just shows us how seriously Jesus takes bodies, okay? Um, so let's take our own bodies a little more seriously and all of the sensations uh, within them. Um, when we, uh, there, there's a kind of this process of waking up to our bodies so that we can become fully alive to what's going on in them. That's the only way that we will know when we need to rest, when we need to, to lean into that space and independence that we need so that we can receive even more of the love that we desire. I mean, I'll tell you a story. I, I'm just like, um, I am an expert, a master at ignoring my body. I mean, especially when I was younger. Um, I, I would just forget to eat. You know, I would work a whole day and get to the end and realize that I didn't eat lunch. Um, <laughs> uh, and I... I 
took a class on prayer one time and they taught this kind of prayer that I just just had never even imagined before, a body prayer. And the point, you know, the process of a body prayer is just to sit quietly, eyes closed, or maybe even to lie down quietly, eyes closed, and scan through your body, notice your body, kind of starting at your feet, your toes, and just focusing your awareness on your feet and your toes. Thanking your feet for having carried you all day long. And then you move up into your, you know, your, your lower legs, your, your calves, to your knees, to your thighs, and then all the way up your body, doing that same process of just letting your awareness focus on what am I feeling in my, my chest and my shoulders? Thank you, chest, for breathing all day long and for my shoulders for letting my arms move and do their thing. The first time I did this prayer, it was like my whole body was screaming at me, uh, trying to get my attention. And um, it was a really powerful experience, uh, an invitation to me that I need to do this more often. I, I need to pay attention to my body more often and really just honor it, give thanks for it, and notice the feelings, um, the sensations. <clears throat> So if, if that becoming aware of our feelings, becoming alive to what's happening in our bodies is an important part of receiving more love, um, the next part is to name it, to express it, to, to speak the truth that, it, that that's the, the deepest truth that we are capable of speaking. And doing this with, you know, this again in the, in the context of a one-to-one -one relationship, uh, of, a, of a marriage, of another close relationship, um, to name what's happening in our bodies, to tell the truth that needs to be told. Because here's the, here's the alternative, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, receiving more love is not, not about a superhuman kind of a thing. Um, and it's not about a once for all, but it's about all these tiny little choices that we get throughout the day, tiny little moments of choice, where it's, are we going to express what needs expressing or are we going to withhold it, okay? And if we hold it, withhold it, then we start to withdraw from the other person. We, we create some distance. And when we do that, then we start projecting on the other person, okay? Projecting means um, when I'm not noticing what's going on in myself, the very things that are going in, on within myself unconsciously are what I see in the other person. So if I'm, um, so if I'm withholding anger, not expressing anger, um, and withdrawing from Sarah, my wife, suddenly I'll start notice, start seeing that she's angry. She's angry with me. Don't be fooled. I can be fooled. We all can be fooled. But don't be fooled. That's a projection um, onto the other person. I'm projecting on Sarah my own anger and seeing anger in her that doesn't exist but is my anger, like... I'm looking through angry glasses, so now the world looks angry. Um, 
That's projection. <clears throat> Speaking the truth that is the deepest truth. Um, you know, in that Conscious Loving book uh, by Hendricks and Hedricks, uh, those are the authors, a married couple, they, um, they call it the microscopic truth. It could just be as simple as like, you know, when I hear you talk about that, I am feeling this tension uh, in my shoulders. Um, yeah, it, it could be as simple as um, I want this and not that. Um, telling the truth. Um, you know, first it's the awareness of the truth and then it's the t telling the truth. And then learning to keep agreements. Um, this is the next part of how, the next kind of, of the, those three of what it means to how we can um, experience more love in our relationships, in our closest relationships, keeping our agreements. Um, so much of the times that we do not keep our agreements, you know, I don't take out the trash when I said I was, if I'm not home, when I say I was going to be home, um, you know, we might have all, all kinds of reasons why that happened, but often, very often, it comes down to um, creating a problem, that we've created the problem, um, created all of the barriers that make it impossible for us to, to keep the agreement. Um, you know, it's one thing if I'm running late and I can call a, a, as soon as I know I'm going to be late and calling ahead and letting, you know, Sarah know I'm going to be late because, um, yes, things do come up. But when I withhold that information and don't bother to share it with her, you know, that's a that's a kind of a little attack. If I just be kind of lazy and don't do what I said I was going to do, that's expressing um, that, that's just sucking energy out of the relationship. That's another way of like, um, you know, uh, too much positive energy and then creating pain, right? That's what we do. Too much love and then we create pain. Um, and the way to interrupt that cycle is these three things. To be alive to what's happening in our body so we know when we need to rest, uh, when we need our own space and independence. Um, it means speaking that truth. When things naturally come up, when stuff happens, there are things that I just need to share. Um, uh, then um, learning to keep agreements um, because that is what part of what fuels positivity and love in a relationship. So, you know, there's, pro there's you know, we're not going to solve the problems of resistance to um love in one day uh, and I could do that in one sermon there's so much more that we could say but I just want you to stop and notice one thing right off uh, right before we go um, and that is you know in farming was a lot harder in Jesus's day um, and it may be true even today that farmers treat their seeds uh, as precious and so any farmer that heard about a, a farmer that sowed seed on the path on rocky soil and on uh, thorny ground would have thought right off the bat, what's wrong with this farmer? Um, they are being reckless with their seed. God looks at it in a different way, though. Um, God sees the seed as precious to us rather than to God alone. Um, 
We need the love, and so God's going to give it. God is extravagantly abundant with God's love. God doesn't pick and choose. God is just indiscriminate with loving. And there is a lovable, you are lovable at the core of your being. You are lovable. And we can see this reality of how um, recklessly God loves and scatters the seeds, so to speak, just by looking just by looking at the world around us. I mean, I bet you could just look out your window or walk down the street around your house and how much grass will you find growing right up through the cracks in the pavement? Uh, or how many, um, you know, maybe uh, the, the bluffs um, a, a along the Mississippi River, seeing trees growing out of, out of rock, out of a cliff. Nature itself scatters its seed everywhere and God's love is everywhere too. Welcome to this journey. We're all on this journey together of learning to receive more love. Because when that happens, we naturally will give more love too. And what a joy it is to be um, part of this with you and that we get to participate in this love and learn how to uh, receive it even more and give it even more. Thanks be to God.